0: Well, that worked out exactly how I planned, said no one ever. I Feel Awful, Chronicles of Leadership, a micro-podcast brought to you by leadership coaches Juanita Malano para Christine Sachs, and Kathrina Schneegas. Chronicle 35, Homecoming. so we're doing it live. It's so, weird. <laughs> it's so, weird. so today's podcast, we are live on Zoom and we decided to do something a little different since we have three voices kind of interesting. And so we have uh, Juanita, Katrina, and Christine. We're all here and we're just going to chat for a couple minutes about something and see, see how it goes. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway. Um, So we thought today what we would look at is this idea of homecoming, quote unquote. Juanita has family in town from Colombia and Katrina and her husband Mattis are heading back to Germany. And so we were kind of talking about those life changes and what it means to live in different places, both personally and professionally. So I don't know if there's a smooth segue. I guess we just start talking. Yeah,
1: well, and it's something that actually, I mean, I think it's more present because of those things that we're each leaving, but it's something that one way or another, we often talk about just the difference, differences culturally, often we get through to them through the like differences in language, and when we're trying to translate certain concepts and stuff, but it is definitely something we talk about often of just like, how things translate in different cultures, not just the language, but the actual, like the actual concepts of how do we talk about? Um, yeah. yeah. I was thinking
0: okay. of like, mm-hmm. yeah.
1: No, I was thinking about just what are the, like those things that I often have to translate or explain, especially to my parents, because they're, I think my sister, even though she lives in Colombia, she's a lot more closer to the US culture than my parents are. Um, they're just thinking of those things that you really have to, explain or or make more sense of as you go across across the border
0: like what's like what's one big thing or yeah. like one thing? um that's what i was trying to think about
1: um i don't know to what extent this is this this is kind of true in my head i don't know to what extent this is true But something that I realized a lot when I came to the U.S., and that is very different from Colombia in terms of culture, is it's connected to hierarchy. Uh, So I experienced a lot of this when I was in class, when we were in business school, but also when we're in companies. There's definitely a hierarchy. I mean, there is like the boss and then everybody else. But there's a little more freedom in terms of not just freedom, but a a call for a demand for people to speak up, to share ideas, to give feedback, uh, not just down, but also up. I think in Colombia, at least my experience of it, was a lot more um, top down, where you're not meant to challenge things as much. You're not meant to have that much feedback going up, but more like receive, execute. and experience a lot of that with the people, like the Hispanic people that we work with here. Where there's like, even when they want to say something, uh, as we did all the construction of the house and stuff. Like even if they want to say something, it's often like on the sides, kind of like, well, this could be good, but no, but whatever you say, whatever you want, whatever you prefer is the best. Um, so it just, I think there's like a really big thing around hierarchy and just that the power, the power dynamics in that. That's really interesting. I
0: oh sorry, Katharina, did you want to say something?
2: Yeah, and I just I wanted to relate from it uh, to it from a German perspective too. When you said hierarchy, like the concept that came to my mind immediately was possibility. Like how this open and juicy context uh, or concept of like you can do whatever you want to do, like everything's possible. How this doesn't resonate in the German culture. <laughs> at all, like, uh, and how different cultures are, right? And in in the States, it's so normal to make mistakes. And in German, it's all about excellence and you should have known better. So when you said something around the hierarchy and who gives feedback and how you give feedback, uh i thought about the the structures in german companies too it's like we're really good in giving critical and direct feedback i think that was we were known for too (laughs) but we're not really good in being flexible and trying new things so basically learning from our mistakes like mistakes are still a very negative thing and i think in the states at least from my perspective it's it's normal it's part of the process you need to make mistakes in order to move forward and I think for German companies, it's more about like, oh, you should be already perfect and excellent. So it's
0: not, if you do mistakes, you don't really talk a lot about it. How did you end up, or how do you end up translating possibility for uh, if for your clients or companies in Germany?
2: Yeah. <laughs> when I started as a coach, I just used the concept and, <laughs> and I saw a lot of resistance <laughs> in my clients and confusion, like <laughs> possibility, like Möglichkeiten. Hmm. in Germany there's always like a little concern and risk like have you have you thought like we need a plan so um I I usually uh tiptoe around a little bit and see what's the the bottom line of the concept like what's the area that we're focusing on and then like pick something specific because in Germany we have like a word for everything or like three words for everything more or less So instead of using that big concept, I usually narrow it down to a part that makes sense. And uh, some word that I sometimes use uh, or often use for possibility is also clarity. Like every German is looking for clarity and opportunity. Juanita, is, that the,
0: is there something similar like that in Colombian culture where possibility is not like a thing? Yeah,
1: yeah. I was thinking about just how, when you thinking about how I talk about it with clients or just how I talk about it with people. And uh, I think there, it, I think it is a thing in terms of, it is a thing very connected. I have it very connected to hope and just this idea that there are other things possible. So not not just possibility in like the word, but when you said, Katerina, like the bottom line of like the concept, like I think just the concept of like the the hope, the dream of something better, different, bigger, like something else so i think possibility through that lens of like i often i realize i actually don't usually talk about possibility but talk about uh, opportunities or possibilities or like just options other like that kind of thing
0: yeah it's so i mean i was just thinking about as you as you two were sharing the um, how i often when i'm hired by international companies how i use my americanness on purpose mm mm-hmm. Right. They expect me to be weird and use crazy language. So I do. So I like there's an interesting um, juxtaposition that I get to have that you don't because you're Colombian and German in the sense that like when I was leading a training in, in um, Argentina, um, I was there with a woman who is. Um, uh, oh, my God, I'm going to totally forget now. Uruguay? Paraguayan. Thank you. Um, And uh, I noticed that, you know, the reaction to her, like there was credibility that she had because she spoke the language, she was, you know, native to Latin America, but it sounded better, whatever, I'm using air quotes, like people can see me, better when I used like the big, like coaching concepts of possibility and responsibility, they could hear it from me because it wasn't like somebody from their own culture talking crazy. know um you know katharina when you think about going back to germany what do you anticipate being probably the biggest dissonance having lived in new york for the past two years well
2: that's a good question i think um it's probably what you just what you just mentioned something around possibility really like the uh the mindset of people and i will continue working with my american clients so i kind of will be able to use the best of both worlds but uh Germany and Europe in general, I think, is a couple of years behind, so to say, uh, when it comes to coaching and leadership development, it's still pretty much about fixing something that is broken or like solving a problem. So I'm really eager to bring that mindset of uh creation and growth instead of like fixing and making something better in order to like perform or something like that Uh, but I think that will be a big difference like having these enrollment conversations with people who are interested in my services and make them (laughs) like transfer that really that it's not about fixing a problem but creating something new Um, yeah I think and the language I will miss English. Like the language is different. Um, the language is, is more open. You have words like possibility connection that are very broad concepts that you can use in very broad areas. And German is a usually a very precise language. So you have to be very clear on what you want to say in order to use the right words. And even though I'm German and I like to be precise, you know that, Christine, like, <laughs> I want to know it all and how to do things. <laughs> Um, I think that's something that will be different for sure.
0: Yeah, that's so that's so interesting because you know I think if you think about what we do, we look at how our words <clears throat> as coaches we look at how our words create our reality. And if we take it from a big systemic cultural perspective, like that's so that's such a cool concept around um, you know Germany as la- German as language is very precise, whereas English American English is very open and broad. Uh, and I think it's a little reductive to say Germany is very precise and rigid and America is open and broad. It's not all that way, but I think it's an interesting way to think about, um, especially for companies that are looking to go to different cultures, like the immediate, like the immediacy of how we use language as the initial, uh, can you use it on purpose to create what you want? Or do you run into it as an obstacle because you assume that people use language the way you use language culturally?
1: Yeah. I think that's one of the cool things of having the cool things to, i do to have a better word right now, but the cool thing about having a being and living in different cultures and having access to different languages, because you can use all of that. As you said, like use it on purpose, but use all the different pieces. So I think I'm thinking about uh, often with my clients in Latin America. Like we we have our session, They speak English, most of them, all of them. Uh, we have our sessions in Spanish, but they they know I'm Colombian. They know I'm Latin. They also know I live in the U.S. And we can I can bring some of that kind of like that Americanness and some of that. I think sometimes it seems like more. Fancier language or more powerful language or more powerful concepts because it's like it's the US and it's like big and it's power and business and companies and develop like all these big things. And I can bring that intentionally by actually putting words in English as we're talking in Spanish, all while still connecting through our own like Latinness and like understanding and relating to the reality of latin america and all of that but just playing with both pieces
0: it's hilarious by the way that like the way you the two of you describe the u.s is the way i think about texas (laughs) (laughs) big fraud
1: (laughs) (laughs) well because that's so much of what you see from outside i mean if you think about the we talked about culture, we talked about language, but we think about like also like the, the visual of things, the, how do you call this? The world map? The way the world maps are set up, it's like the US. Well,
0: there, we, we could totally get it. That's that. a whole rabbit of but- Who's but, making the maps and- Right. But The US is the, so much bigger. <laughs>
1: but that creates the image, imagery, the images yeah. that, that we have of it. Aside from everything- that the us is and the impact that it has in the world like there's visually what like when i think of the us then like i see the map in my like the mic pops up in my mind so it's like this grandiose thing over the rest yeah
2: yeah it's funny i think uh, as a german when you think about the us you you think about all the innovations like new concepts new ways of working and living and um and also i think if you if you look at it from an age perspective uh as a german you think uh, about the u.s as like a teenager you know also this like trial and error like maybe sometimes you know overestimating your competency they are so cute when they do that thing (laughs) (laughs) and then like the Germans, like also french like all these old you know countries who think that they're already like in the late 60s, so they're right before retirement, they know everything, but also they need to know everything, right? Everything needs to be settled and like, right. So yeah, I think that's interesting.
0: Yeah, I think, um, so uh, we're heading down to time because we have some other things to take on, but uh, this was really cool. I think maybe we should plan on longer, a longer session than the first trial pilot of this. What do you think?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Just I really enjoyed it. Fun.
0: Yeah, cool. So, if we were going to leave folks with, uh, you know, as we typically do, with a call to action or something to think about, what what's one that you each would offer folks who are listening?
2: I think
1: there's something about language in terms of noticing how you're using language intentionally or not, especially when it comes to people in different cultures different cultures, different countries, but it may also be different cultures within your same country, within your same organization, just
2: within your same group. Such a tough question to ask. Like there are 25 different call to actions that came to mind, but to pick one. Uh, I think my call to action would be, uh, look at the perspective, like where you're coming from and where the other people are coming from, really about like what's visible and what's not. So be careful about assuming what you see is the truth.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, you both took mine, damn it! Uh, I'll have to use, because of word, I'll have to make it like explicit on the labeling now. Um, I think if I were going to offer someone, uh, or the folks listening, a practice, I might offer them, um, be open to conversation, right? Talk to people from other cultures with the, it's it sounds so simplistic, but, speak with people with the intention to learn versus the intention to teach or show your expertise. Like let's see how it actually is versus what you think. Because I like, the both of you think the US is like it's fascinating to hear what you all think of like how it how the US is perceived um, outside the US. So cool. All right I'm gonna stop recording. See you next week. You can follow us on the web at www.ChristineSaxCoaching.com.